everyone. Thanks so much for joining us today. I'm so excited to have um, actually our first our first author. Um, Madison Wright is here with us. Hi, Madison. Hey, everyone. I'm so happy to be here. Yes, we're so excited to have you. Um, so Madison has written two books that have been published so far and is working on her third. Um, she has Just Go With It and Just Between Us. Um, and then Just Friends is coming out in July. Is that correct? Yes. I was actually just working on edits when we got on. So yeah, I, um, went back to check the date when on your Instagram, like announcement, I was like, I was expecting it to be way later. Um, so that's, that's really exciting. Um, and so I, I remember on one of your Instagram stories, you were talking about, um, someone had asked you, uh, who just friends was going to be about. And you were like, can't tell you yet, but I think you're going to be really surprised. And then, mm -hmm. um, so you announced it. And so I've read, just go with it. And I, as we were discussing before, my memory is not great. Um, but so just friends is going to be about Alex and Hazel is Alex. Was he the, he was Wes's like agent. Is that right? No. So no. you probably, you haven't met Alex yet. If you oh, okay. just started just between us, okay. um, but it's Ellie's brother. Okay. Okay. What is, what is Wes's agent's name? Brandon. Oh, Brandon. Okay. I don't know why I was like, I was like, that is very surprising. I would not have expected a book about that. No. Okay. So yeah. No, that's Brandon's not getting a redemption arc. I'm sorry to say if anyone um, likes the villain. Yeah. I was like, I don't uh, like that villain. Yeah. I was like, I wouldn't be, I was very sorry. Okay. So I haven't met him quite yet then. Um, yeah. So I just started just between us. Um, so just go with it and just between us are um, available in print. They are also available um, on Kindle Unlimited um, or as eBooks. Um, just go with it is so um, like on it. So I, I don't know if that's have this yet, but they're um, the romance novels, romantic comedy novels. Um, and I like on their own, just as like a romance novel, I loved, I like really enjoyed just go with it, but it was really cool to see um for me, the kind of the thing that attracted me to it was, um, low has fibromyalgia, which is what I have. And, um, it correct me if I'm wrong. That's also something you experience. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So it's so, um, I had only the only other book I've read, um, other than yours is Tali Hibbert's get a life. Chloe Brown. Same. Um, yeah. And so I was so excited to kind of see, um, see that experience on the page. Um, but we can kind of jump in at the beginning. Um, how did you um, come up with the idea for Just Go With It? So um, I have tried writing many, many books in the past before Just Go With It ever came about. And Just Go With It was also had a very different idea when I started. Um, I, I like really hit the ground running with it. Ooh, hold on. Sorry, I thought okay. I had it on Do Not Disturb. Um, so I really hit the ground running with it in early summer um, 2021. Um, mm -hmm. But I remember that that spring, I had started writing um, a book with it was the same characters, but it was very different. Um, mm -hmm. He was uh, like his he was still like a famous youtuber but he was like a travel youtuber um and then she was going to be a photographer that um they were going to go on a trip together 
for this. I don't remember the premise of why, um, but I knew that I wanted her to be um, sick and it didn't really fit with uh, the narrative of her. I thought I I knew that I personally could not go on like a multi-day backpacking trip um, in Yosemite um, with what I have. Um, and I also, I, I don't, I don't know that I necessarily like started out with her wanting to be sick, uh, and have fibromyalgia, but then, um, it's just, it's what I live every day. And it was kind of hard for me to write a character that didn't have it. Um, mm-hmm. cause I was trying hard to write a character, but it was just at that point, my fibromyalgia was still, mm-hmm. it was getting better. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was still something that I hadn't, like my medications weren't working super well yet. Like I was still like early on in the process of dealing with it and figuring out what worked for me and what didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, it was, I just, it, it, I felt like it wasn't real to me to not write that into her story. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of felt like, I don't know, you probably know this. It's kind of hard to imagine other people not living the way that you do yeah. when, yeah when you're in the really bad thick of it. And so yeah, it was hard for me to write a character that, moment. yeah. So I was gonna say the moment where like, you're trying to figure out your medication and like learn how to like live with it. It's so overwhelming. And to just mm-hmm. like, to think, oh, other people don't experience this. That's like such right. a concept. Yeah. And so it was hard for me to get in the headspace to write someone who wasn't like that. Um, and so that's kind of like where the the narrative for low changed a little bit because I was like, I think I have to write a character that's like this. Um, but I was like, that's not going to work with this story idea that I had. Um, so that's kind of where that changed. Um, and I remember I was still struggling to like figure out plot and like how to make everything work. Um, and you know, they say to just like, write what you know, and I'm, (laughs) I'm a nanny. Um, and uh, in a very similar situation to what Lo was in. I mean, I wasn't, I didn't lose my job or anything, but I, I was thinking to myself, I don't have health insurance. Um, I have fibromyalgia. Uh, I'm a nanny. And I thought to myself, what would happen if I were single and lost all of these things, um, at the same time. And, And I was a nanny for a while and nannying is such a helpful job when you're sick, because it's a lot. Um, at rigorous, I guess, than a lot of jobs, yeah. but there, there's no health insurance with that. And it is very scary. Yeah. I'm very lucky that the, the people that I work for, um, give me like a stipend, uh, for health insurance. And I have, I have like a health share program that will cover costs if I have major costs, but just like going to the doctor, um, mm-hmm. is not covered. That's like out of pocket. Um, and so I, I knew that I wanted to write, um, something like that. And I thought, what would happen, you know, if I were on my own, I lost my health insurance, I lost my job. And that's just kind of like where Lo came about. Um, and she's very similar to me. Uh, it was difficult for me to also write for that first book. I thought, you know what, I've struggled for years to come up with an idea and to write a compelling character that makes sense. And I thought, I'm just going to write what I know. So I wrote Lo very similar to me, very similar to my situation. Um, and just how I felt and experienced fibromyalgia. And I know that it's not, um, 
universal. And I know that there, I've had people say that that wasn't their experience with fibromyalgia or they wish that it had been more in this story or things like that. Um, but I felt like once I finally got started in it, mm-hmm. um, and by the time it was coming out and when I, it, it took me a while to like write it and write the character and everything. I felt like I was more, um, figuring things out health-wise. And I felt like I wanted to write a character who had started to figure that thing out. Um, yeah. wasn't her being sick. Wasn't the entire plot line of her right. book, but, um, it's a part of her character. Right. And that's a thing that I always struggled with growing up. Cause I, I am about to turn 31 and I have had sometimes since I was 15. And I just remember like, all I wanted as a teenager was a book where like somebody was experiencing something like what I had in that, like when you're, when you're really early, I mean, it took me, um, it took me probably five to eight years to get like an actual diagnosis. Like there's so much time in the beginning where you really are just trying to figure out what's wrong with you and existing. And yeah, in that pain and in those symptoms that are like interfering with your life. Um, and yeah, I, I totally get, um, so I actually just started writing a book and I was like, for a long time, it was the same way. It was like, um, I tried to like come up with something, but it was just like, I'm just going to write this experience that I have. Like, I'm just going to write what I know. Mm -hmm. It's so much easier, um, to do that. Um, so when you started, when you finished with just go with it, um, well, first of all, did you know that you had kind of these other stories, um, or did you sort of decide that after you had written just go with it? So I kind of knew from the beginning, I'm a series person. Like I just love a series always. I love in, in contemporary romance, I love like standalone series. Um, but like when I read fantasy, I like them to all be connected and everything, but I knew that I wanted to write all of my books in a world that was my own and that all of my series both be slightly connected. So you might right. see crossover characters. Um, I haven't announced my next series yet, but I do have two series planned after this one. And they're all kind of, they have like little connections. Um, right. I love finding them, that in series yeah. like that, like the little gems mm-hmm. uh, of loosely connected. Um, but yeah, that's. Yeah. So I was very excited. Um, I knew from the beginning that it was going to be like almost as as soon as I started, I knew that it would be Cam and Hazel who would get their own books. Um, And I knew that they would come to Nashville. Mm -hmm. Um, But I, this third book, um, when will this episode air? Um, In two weeks. Okay, perfect. But the next week. Okay, so I'll be, I'll be doing- your yeah. Reveal, right? um, yes. I'll be doing like the, when I do the cover reveal next Friday, I'll be doing like the blurb and everything. So more information will have come out about this book. Mm-hmm. So I can go ahead and share this, but um, I, this book will be set like uh, two years in the future from when um, mm-hmm. just go with it. And just between us happen. Uh, yeah. Cause they happen just kind of like a couple months apart um, because I knew that I wanted Cam and Hazel to end up moving to Nashville. But when I was writing Hazel's book, I kept struggling with the timeline of when I wanted things to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, she, she has some like struggles that make her leave LA and mm-hmm. I wasn't sure how long I wanted it to be in between that. Um, and I 
I also felt like the storyline of one of them moving to Nashville was getting tired and I didn't want to write that same exact thing again. Um, but so it, she's, she's moved to Nashville, but it's like a year and a half after she's moved or a little over a year after she's moved. So she's been there for a while. Um, Mm -hmm. but I always knew that they were going to end up there. What I didn't, and I always knew that Cam and Ellie would be the next couple. My best friend is a property manager. Um, Mm -hmm. and I'm bad at research. Like I, I'm just not, um, so I, I would like to write books, um, only with people who having jobs that I know so I can ask them instead of having me having to spend many, many, many hours researching these jobs and making them believable. Um, so I, for Cam and Ellie's story, I don't know how far you've gotten into it, but basically the premise of their story is that she can't date him because he's a Right. A resident. resident. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember that story came about because, uh, my best friend is a property manager and she had told me that she always gets in trouble at work for being too friendly with her residents and like being too nice to them. And she was like, my boss has told me again that I have to stop talking to the residents and, you know, and she was like, and I have a friend, but I'm not allowed to hang out with her outside of my job because she's a resident. Um, and I just thought that was so funny. And then I thought, I was like, what would happen? Like, if you were to date one of them and she's like, Oh, absolutely not. Like I would be fired. And I was like, Like, I never would have thought that would be a, right. I guess it makes sense. Cause they're like their landlord. Um, And it's corporate, but I was just like, she was like, absolutely not. She's like, I would be fired. Like, no way. Right. I was like, wow, an interesting um, situation. Yeah, that's a great like tension to build up and like. Yeah, and originally Ellie was going to be her parents were going to be like hotshot corporate people. I don't even know like what kind of job to say because I'm just so far removed from that kind of world. But originally they were going to be that and her brothers were going to both work for the family business and she wasn't. And she was going to be kind of the letdown of the family because she didn't work for them. Um, And then I thought, you know what, what would amp this up more is actually is if she's the only one who worked for the family business. um, Mm -hmm. And that's why her bosses are also, because then I thought also if if her bosses kept getting on to her about this, they would be like, why weren't you fired? You know? Um, right. But I thought if her parents own it, then it might be, she might've gotten away with it a little bit more. Yeah. Um, so I always knew that was going to happen. And then Hazel, I had actually planned for her to um, be with uh, Wes was going to get a new manager when he moved to Nashville. And I was always going to have her end up with him. And then I wrote Ellie's brother. And I just, from the first scene I wrote with him, I just loved him. And he just kind of like became a main character on his own. Um, and I was like, you know what? No, Hazel's getting a new love interest. And so I, I completely like erased the character of Wes's manager. Cause he was in, he was in just between us in the first few drafts. And I just completely erased his character. Cause I was like, he's not even important anymore because yeah. Alex is going to be in there. So yeah, that's how yeah. that long winded explanation of how the, the books came about. No, I love that. Cause it's always interesting to hear like, cause pe- people write 
in such different ways. Like mm-hmm. I, when I sit down to write, I have like, I like knew I had a character and I, and I knew I had like how they meet, but like, I didn't have anything else. Like I don't, I don't mm-hmm. know where it's going. And so I, I can't figure out, like, I can't plan it. I can't outline. I just have to like sit down and see what happens. Um, but everyone's so different when they write. So it's always interesting to me to hear everyone's kind of process of how, how, and I love like what you were saying about Hazel's like love interests. Like I love how things can shift so much as you're writing them um, mm-hmm. on something better that you couldn't have really predicted. Um, I think that's fascinating. Um, what is your, um, what's your writing process like? So it's been vastly different with each book with just go with it. I went a lot slower, um, because I was just figuring out everything. Like I knew the basic premise was that I wanted them to have, they started out actually, they weren't going to have any kind of past relationship except that they were friends and they were going to originally be like friends since elementary school. Mm -hmm. Um, But then I thought to myself, how likely is it that these four friends stayed this close from like elementary school on um, into like they're almost 30 and um, which it does happen. And that's why Cam or Camilla and Lo Mm -hmm. stayed that close. Um, But I thought, it might be more fun to introduce these boys in college. Um, and then originally she was just going to have always crushed on him and he was never going to have seen her like that. Um, mm-hmm. But then I was just like, no, I want him to be in love with her forever. Uh, so that's, <laughs> yeah, there were many different rewrites in that first draft of, or in, in the drafts of just go with it. And I took it a lot slower and I was learning pacing and plot and characterization and everything and just all of the things. Um, and it was a hot mess as I wrote it. And I did like no kind of outlining. I used a story clock workbook. Um, yeah, I you about that. I had never heard of it. Um, I did. I did really like it. Um, and I used it some for just between us, but then I switched to save the cat halfway through just between us. Um, and I've been liking that a lot more. I don't even necessarily follow it like to a T anymore because I feel like I've learned pacing on my own. Um, and now the story is just kind of like in my mind hit those beats without me having to pull up the, the save the cat and do that. But, um, I never outlined with, I tried to outline with just go with it. And I was like, this is not working for my brain. It doesn't, it does not compute. Um, and then for just between us, I did not outline, um, because I was like, I already know that I can't do that. Um, and then I ended up doing major, major, major rewrites to just between us. And it was absolutely exhausting. And I almost like missed all my deadlines and I did a lot of major rewrites for just go with it, but I gave myself a lot more time. Um, Mm -hmm. like I was completely done by like January 1st with just go with it and didn't publish it until August 29th. Mm -hmm. Um, and I just sat on it just because I wanted it to come out near summer because it was a summary. Um, and so I started just between us, like at the very beginning of the year. Mm -hmm. Um, but it, went through so many rewrites and I, I pushed up my, I wrote some and then I didn't like it. And then I deleted it all and started over and then I didn't like it. And then I was tired 
of working on that same thing. So I took like a long break and then it was like the summertime. And I was like, wow, I, I really need to write this if I'm wanting to publish it. So I finally sat down and did it. And then I did like two more major rewrites. And when I was going through those rewrites, I was like, I have to outline, I I have to, because I have to know where this story is going. And that actually ended up helping me a lot. Um, And so for just friends, I outlined it from the beginning and it has deviated from the outline some, but the outline helped me so, so much. And I have converted, I'm an outline girly now. Um, And I've been shouting from for each book. Yeah. Well, I, I just feel like like for me, yeah, for me personally, I just have had to do like so many major rewrites on my first two. And I was like, so like I rewrote each, like I basically wrote like six books because I wrote both of those books like fully three times. And I was like, I cannot, I cannot again, because I did that um, in like about a year Mm -hmm. because I had to have just between us done and to my editor, I sent it off like two months before it comes out. So it went to her in September. Um, Mm -hmm. And I started just in September, 2022. And it, I started just go with it in like July. Mm -hmm. So in about like 14 months, I wrote like basically six books, um, (laughs) just with all of the, like, cause I started over so many times, um, or I just completely dismantled it and rewrote it. So I was like, I cannot, I will not be able to continue to write books if I write them this way. So I forced myself to do it differently. And it's actually worked out really well. I haven't had to do nearly as many rewrites with just friends. Um, and my timeline has been a lot shorter to get everything done. Um, I'm actually going through and I've been rewriting like basically the third act of it right now, which has been taking a while, but I think it's just because this is my first round of edits. Um, and I'm only going to really do one full round of edits this go around and then, uh, do just like a short read through with my beta readers comments and just kind of implement a couple little changes that they've made. Um, but I, when I was rereading, I was like, you know, I feel like now that I know the character so well, I feel like the ending isn't changing that, that much, but just like how a couple things play out is changing. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's been by far the easiest to do. Mm -hmm. Um, which I don't know if it's just the characters or how I outlined um, the next one, you know, will probably try to kill me again. Um, but, <laughs> but this one has been a lot easier and I, that's good. Cause I needed some kind of break. Yeah. Um, it sounds like it. <laughs> that's a lot. Um, so how did you go about the process of like, from when you finished your book to like finding an editor and, and getting published and what did that look like for you? So when I was writing, just go with it, I joined like a writer's group on Facebook and I found, um, one girl who was also like in the same stage of writing as I was. Mm -hmm. Um, and she was like, you know, almost done with her first draft and she had never published a book before. And then I found just scrolling like on Instagram. I think I looked up like indie author hashtag or something and looked for people on Instagram. And I found one other girl who was also, she'd published one book, but she was like in the same stage with her second book. Um, Mm -hmm. and we like joined the little, we had like a group chat on Facebook and we 
kind of just like talked each other through things. Cause like I said, one of the girls had already done it once before. Um, and so she was kind of just like, you know, this one I did, this is what like, you know, the Amazon Kindle publishing website is like, you know, like how to set up your book, all the things. Um, and that was very helpful because I am very indecisive and I hadn't even started looking for editors yet. I knew I was going to be designing the cover myself. Um, but honestly, one of them just sent my editor in there and I didn't look at anyone else because I was like, okay, if she says she's good, then I'm not going to stress myself out by researching other people. I did look around to see like if her pricing was normal and it was like right in the range. And I love her. She will edit all of my books forever. Um, because she can do no wrong. And (laughs) yeah, um, it's Beth at BB edits. If you're listening, Beth, I love you. Um, I also had, when I did rewrites for just go with it, I had my friend and co-host, um, Amanda, uh, at written word nerd, um, do my, she like did my proofreading for my edits on just go with it. And she's lovely too. So I recommend both of those ladies if you're listening and, um, doing that, but yeah, so I, uh, those two girls were like with me every step of the way with just go with it. Um, and they publish very different books than I do. They're romance. But um, then we also got like on different tracks for our second book and we haven't, I mean, we still chat occasionally. Um, Mm -hmm. But when I became friends with the girls that I do my podcast with, um, we just kind of like started chatting and became best friends. And so now we talk all day long every day about all of the author things and we bounce ideas off of each other and do all the things together. And I would not be able to be publishing books without them. So. Right. And so I was going to say, they're all off. There's four of you. It's called AGAs and Heartbreaks. It's a great, yes. podcast. it's very fun. Um, But all four of you are indie authors, right? Right. So I would say um, definitely find people that are in the same kind of stage of writing as you um, who are like, you know, first time or have one or two books out or something who have done this before just to it's so helpful to have people that you can bounce ideas off of and like when you are looking for editors like you know you can all look and like we're all like I forget you know what what size font am I supposed to use on my book I don't remember what I did last time and things like that and we all just like it's like a group mind thing, I guess, because we all remember different bits and pieces of information, um, for publishing and it's, it's so nice. So I would 10 out of 10 recommend that and find people who you really click with because you're going to be sharing all of your author thoughts and your writer thoughts and, you know, people who understand we, the four of us all write very different books. I mean, we're all romance and three of us are romantic comedy and one of us is sports romance. Um, but even just our writing styles are vastly different, but they all know, we all know each other's how each other writes. Um, and so it's easy to like, when someone asks a question, they're like, how does this sound? What do we think about this? Like, it's just so easy, um, to know, you know, like this is how Juliana writes. This is, you know, what would be good for her books. Um, so it's just super nice when you have those like couple people who can click really well with you and help you. Um, and I don't think that anybody should ever try to indie publish alone because it's very hard. I mean, it's mentally very hard. Um, and there is a lot of stuff that you have to do, but 
it's not easy and you need the emotional support and you need the people to tell you to not look at your reviews um, and to yell at you to go write and edit and do all the things. So definitely try to find, and if you're, you know, if you're a bookstagrammer and you have bookstagram friends that are also doing the same thing or that you trust and love, it's just so much easier if you have people behind you and in your corner to do it with you. It really is. That's such a great answer. I have like, I only started writing like early April. Um, and I started talking to one of my coworkers about it. Um, we're a couple of years apart and it turned out that like, we were both really interested in writing. Um, and we are I, like, they're both romance, but it, they are kind of a different genre. Um, but it is incredible just to have a person to be like, I'm stressed out about this. Like I last, I think last night or the day before I sent Ash, like a million text messages at like two 30 in the morning. Cause Scrivener had like erased, I had somehow lost something in Scrivener and I was like, oh, no. oh, oh God, I got it back. But, um, but yeah, just having like that emotional support, um, is incredible. So necessary. Yeah. So how did you guys decide, um, to do a podcast? Um, well, Kelsey, one of the girls, um, was driving home from work and listening to a podcast and she like pulled into her driveway one day and texted us and she was like, oh my gosh, how funny would it be if we started a podcast? And I was like, absolutely not. I will not be attending. Um, that's not something I'm interested in. No, thanks. And the rest of them were all like, oh my gosh, yes. And they were like, okay, let's do it. I'm going to start researching podcasts. I'm going to book our, cause we all use the same cover designer. They're like, we're going to book Sam to do our logo. And I was like, still no, this is still a hard no from me. And they were like, they're like, here's a link to the, uh, the microphone that we should all buy. Um, and they were literally like, I just bought mine. And I was like, I'm still saying no, like this is no. Um, and they were like, what kind of episodes do we want to do? Do we want to do book reviews, author interview? And I was like, I don't want to do this at all. I don't want to do any episodes. (laughs) Yeah. They, they, they bullied me into it really. And now it's so fun and I love doing it. And it's been like such a, uh, like, I don't know, it's one of my favorite things that we do. Um, and we had even talked about like cutting back on episodes next year, just to, or in the second half of the year, um, just to kind of like give ourselves a little bit of a break, but we all just love it like too much. And we were like, no, we'll cut back on other things. Cause it's just too fun. So I, I definitely am glad that we did it. Um, but it was literally just, there was no forethought into it. It was just like a random, a random idea that Kelsey had and the other two really jumped on it. Um, and it took me a lot of convincing because I'm shy and don't like talking to people. And it was just, I took a lot of convincing, but I really enjoyed it once we got going. That's kind of how this one came about. I, um, have, I finished grad school and I was like, oh, I would love like some fun project to do. And I am a librarian and I love talking about books and I tried bookstagram and I tried like a blog and I just, it never really fit. Um, and so the library that I work at has a podcast studio and I was like, maybe I'll try this. Um, and it's so fun when it's people that I know, like having your friends, like it does make it so much easier to like for conversation and stuff like that. Um, but it's been a real, it's been really fun to listen to y'all's. Um, I love getting the little behind the scenes, um, info and, and all the author interviews and stuff. That's really fun. Um, do you love working at a library? That's like my dream job. I do really love working at a library. I've worked, um, in libraries for 10 years, um, in different, like 
departments, but I'm a children's librarian and it's, it's a delight. It's so fun. Um, it's definitely stressful. It has its moments. Um, and working with the public is a lot sometimes, but, um, but, um, we're gearing up for summer reading right now. And so it's like taken over my brain. Um, but it's, it's really fun. I grew up in libraries and like really, really love them. And I got a part-time job at one in college. And then I was like, oh, this is, this might be what I do. Um, so I know I'm, I'm trying to consider like what I'm going to do, um, whenever the family that I work for doesn't need me anymore. Cause you know, that's the only thing about nannying. Like it's a lovely, 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 lovely job. And I love doing it. I love the family I work for. Um, I used to teach pre-K before this. And the reason I quit was mostly because of my fibromyalgia. Like I just could not. I did it it. in the early mornings. Just, I couldn't. Yeah. It, and it was so stressful. And when you're having fibromyalgia headaches, like there's no, there's no turning off 24, mm-hmm. four-year-olds screaming. Yeah. Um, and I was just so stressed and it, it made my pain like off the walls. Like it was crazy. Um, and then honestly, when I quit and I started nannying, like my, my pain levels went way down and I'm, I now only like, I don't know if I, I'm just used to it now, or if I actually have less pain, I I know that I have less pain. I don't, I wouldn't say that I'm painless, but I, I feel like it's just so much better. And now I really just struggle whenever I'm having flare-ups, but I also think part of that too, is just getting used to it and knowing what triggers me and what I can and cannot do and learning boundaries. Um, something I'm dealing with right now, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, I've, I've, been really thinking about I was like I told my husband I was like whenever they don't need me can I just work part-time at a bookstore or a library and I was like I won't make any money you know I won't but I'll have fun (laughs) I yeah that is true um at least with with libraries well it really depends on where you live where I live it's the salary is not great um but Um, I love it. I highly recommend like if you're interested trying out like um, most libraries want volunteers and can use them um, like we depend on volunteers a lot, but also like most libraries have like a like we have a couple of 12 hour part time positions like you can get like a low key one and kind of see that's actually how I started. I was 12 hours a week um, for a couple of years. Um, And so it depends on, I think the environment of the library that you're in kind of like any job. Um, but overall I really like it. It's, I definitely recommend it. It's a fun, um, it's a fun gig. I spend many hours a week in a library with the the kids I nanny. So oh, yes. yeah, that was a huge environment. I, mm-hmm. I was like, we're going to the library. Always. Um, yeah. um, it's so great. Well, um, before we wrap up real quick, is there, um, I usually ask this at the beginning and I got distracted. Is there, are you reading anything good that you'd like to share? Um, have you finished anything lately? Oh my gosh, always. Um, we have a lot of authors on our podcast who we ask them, you know, like what they've been reading recently. And they're like, oh, I just don't have time for reading. And I'm like, I, mm-hmm. that does not compute for me. Um, like I will give up most anything before I give up reading. Um, let me pull up my Goodreads. I, we get a lot of early copies Mm -hmm. of books. Um, same with the library. We get get so many and it's so lovely. Um, but I read happy place by Emily Henry. We had it early. 
Yeah, I got it early too. And I like devoured it. And then I bought it. Like I was there like the before work, I went to Target that morning. <laughs> I would like a hard copy. Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, so I, so I, I mentioned to you that my, we had a family emergency and it was my, my father-in-law was in the hospital having heart surgery. And, um, I don't have a whole lot of time to read physical copies anymore because I'm editing. Once right. I'm not editing, when I'm writing, I have a lot more time because I take it slower. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I'm editing, I just, it's like, I, I hate editing. So I spend like every free moment I have editing to get it done. Right. So I mostly do audiobooks. I also live like 45 minutes from my job with no traffic. So yeah. with Nashville traffic, it's like, um, you know, an hour and 20 minutes yeah. each way. So I listened to a lot of audiobooks. So I, I got, we had the arc of happy place, but we, um, I hadn't had a chance to read it and it was driving me nuts because mm-hmm. I wanted to read it so badly. Um, and then when my father-in-law was having his surgery, I was like, this is when I'm going to read it here in this hospital. And it was lovely. It was I loved it so much. I am a people we meet on vacation girly. And I, yes, I love this conversation about Emily Henry. Cause there really is. It's like, I, I, I've enjoyed all of her books. People we meet on vacation is my least favorite. Beach read is my favorite and they are very different books. So it yeah. makes sense that people connect with different ones. Um, yeah. Well, and I was actually talking to my friend yesterday because she hasn't read happy place yet. Um, because her book is about to come out and she was like, I'm too vulnerable to read an Emily Henry book right now. And I was like, I was like, I get that. There are, there are actual books that I cannot read. Like when I'm, I mostly do rereads when I'm getting ready to publish a book because it's such a vulnerable spot to be in. And I try not to read reviews once my book has come out, but when I'm sending out early copies, I do read some, um, Mm -hmm. just because you're desperate for feedback. Um, and I try to only read them from like the trusted people that I've sent it to, like my favorite bookstagrammers and things like that. Um, and I get tagged in those also. So um, I I try to only read the good ones, but bad ones do come in. And I'm like, I just cannot read a book that is just very, very good when I'm struggling to like my book at that point. Um, but I we were talking about it and I was like, you're going to love Happy Place. Like th- I, I was like, this is, beat out people we meet on vacation for me. Um, and she's like, Oh my gosh, like I have to read it. Um, once my book comes out and I was like, I think it's funny though, because so that's Kelsey. Um, one of the girls who we do the podcast with, and we are both friends to lovers, um, fans, like that's our go-to trope. And Amanda loves book lovers and beach read most. Um, but she loves enemies to lovers. And I was like, it honestly makes sense though, that those are my two favorites. And those are her two favorites because, um, which I mean, like happy place is second chance and there's all the angst and everything, but they, the flashbacks are them like becoming friends and falling in love. Um, so it's very friends into that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, I love how like different it is because it's, you know, like it is second chance and there's all this like angst and tension, but it's also like split half yeah. friends to lovers. It's just so perfect. I cannot, I, I, yeah, I've gushed about it every time. And I love, like, I love reading 
multiple books by one author. Cause like Beach Read is, is still my favorite, but I like objectively think Happy Place is her best book. Like she has grown so much as a writer and it's so, so much. Clear. And yeah. she was already so good to begin but, with. Like, like, yeah, how does she keep she getting better? Incredible. Yeah. Um, I don't understand. Um, but yeah, I loved Happy Place just had a lot of layers and I really loved she's good at this in all her books, but this one, especially like, I loved the getting to see the relationship between all the friends. It like, it yes. was solely about the romantic relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, it's so good. I love it so much. I can't wait to reread it in the physical copy. Yeah. I, I read the Kindle version one, I think just one time, mm-hmm. um, the arc that I had, and then I got the audio book and I've listened to it twice. And I, I just got the audio and I think I'm going to start that soon after I, I got it. that immediately the day it came out because I just love Julia Whalen so mm-hmm. much. Yeah. And I I've been saying this to everyone. They are a dynamic duo. Like, Oh yeah. Like, like Emily Henry's work is great on its own, obviously, <laughs> but Julia Whalen like just brings yeah. the characters to life. It's like, they are just, I don't know. I love them. Um, so I read that. Uh, I just read Meet Me at the Lake. It was lovely. Carly's amazing. Um, I read Yours Truly um, by Abby Jimenez. And then I read Per My Last Email um, that comes out tomorrow by my friend Juliana. That per My Last Email. I'm going to have to look yeah. that one up. That yeah, up. it's really cute. It's the first book in like a family series that she's writing. And it's Friends to Lovers. Do you like The Office? Yes. Okay. It's very Jim and Pam and I'm I like the office is my show. I watch it nonstop. So, um, I loved it. Yeah. Very fun. I'll have to look into that. Well, thank you so much for chatting with us and doing this today. It was so, it was cool to get the behind the scenes and and to get a little bit better. Um, so people can find you. It's your Instagram is author Madison, right? Yes. Um, and then your podcast is H E A's, um, and heartbreaks. Yes. Um, so it's, that's happy ever afters. I'm assuming the reference. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, it's super cute. Um, all right. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. It was so much fun. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Have a good rest of your day. You too.